Hello, Lisham, and welcome back to Tabs Progresso. Today I'm joined with John and Owen. Apologies on the quality of today's episode. If it's bad, I am feeling a bit rough. So uh, these two lovely gentlemen will be doing most of the heavy lifting. John will say that that's every week for him that he is on. But uh, and I can't disagree because he does those wonderful breakdowns. Unfortunately, this week he's going to have to do time flight. So that's all. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the Timeless Podcast, which will be departing shortly. Please ensure that your seat belts are buckled as you prepare to travel back 140 million years to the prehistoric times. Please try to ignore any racial stereotypes that may come to light during this podcast. There we go. How are you guys? You've got about the exits. Um... <laughs> There is there is no exit. Owen. There you go. We, we, we've literally just we've literally already started just started the podcast, and Owen's already thinking about the exit. Uh, that's what time flight does to you. <laughs> yes, this week's episode is about time flight. The Doctor Who episode, the Peter Davison episode, which is sort of weird. How are we? I've 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 worked something like fifty five hours this week. Um, so you know, I really couldn't wait for my Friday evening to come. Um particularly as I kicked it off by watching the World Cup draw and then watching Time Flight. Well, obviously, we do have a lot of football fans who do watch this, um, sports fans and stuff. So we'll get you guys' opinion. What do we make of England's draw in the World Cup? Is it, is it, is it comfortable? Are, are we quite happy with what we got, all things considered? I mean, I, I, I generally speaking, yeah, I, 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 I struggle to see how that could have gone better. Um, I mean, USA are one of the weakest teams in Group 2. Iran are probably one of the weakest teams in Group 3. Um, OK, not so hot on the prospect of playing like Wales, Scotland or Ukraine because I wouldn't want to play one of the home nations. That's always a tricky game and Ukraine are obviously going to have a lot of neutral support. But, yep. you know, we beat Ukraine at the Euros last year and we're, we're, we're significantly better than Wales and Scotland. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm scared and, about the you know, Wales prospects. You kind of, the interesting thing is, though, obviously, when you look at the second round, we then have to play somebody from Group A. That's where it gets tasty because that could be Netherlands or Senegal. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about the Wales game. Obviously, I live in Wales. Yeah, a lot of my friends are Welsh. So therefore, they support Wales. As an Englishman, being in Wales is sort of hostile. I was here for the Six Nations. Yeah, I'm not. Yes, I'm they're Welsh, they don't really give much of a fuck about football, they care more about rugby. Uh, all my friends care about football, so uh, when they're not proper Welsh people, okay, okay, I will, yeah, it's fine, fair. Um, but yeah, I also, I'm friends with someone that plays for the Welsh team, so uh, that's not even a joke, that's a fact. Yes, I, um, remember, I remember you mentioning it during the uh, during the Euros last year. Yeah, uh, and he's gone from strength to strength. So also, like, I like Wales, but obviously if they play England, uh, sorry, I mean, you're not going to have split loyalties, are you? Because although you've got a friend that plays for Wales, Declan Rice plays for England. Yes, um, and hopefully, possibly Jarrod Mowen by that point could yeah. be played. Um, yeah, maybe even Jesse Lingard if he is in a hammer shirt once again at that point well, well I mean I don't know if it was an April Fool's thing or not but I did see something this morning saying that that's pretty much a done deal for a medal for 11 million come summer thank Christ for that it's possible it, it, could, have been, it could have been an April Fool's thing any yep 
That's the issue with Twitter today. It's been a minefield. I mean, John, you, you got you, you got me for a second. You got me for a second earlier when I saw you sent me a tweet that said David Moyes had signed the deal to rejoin United. And I went, shit. And I went, oh, no, he's taking the piss. Um, I mean, I mean, my, I think my favourite, my favourite, um, uh, uh, the, the April Fool's gag of the day is one that dropped at midnight last night, which was... Uh, uh, Twitter superstar and YouTube superstar Thary is being announced as a 14th Doctor. Yes, in how do we describe the most dramatic uh, false Doctor reveal I've ever seen? That was a very good video, actually. I'd advise yeah, everybody. it was. I'd advise everybody to go and watch it. it, it yeah, I, it was. It was very, very well done. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was very. There was a lot of effort put into it, and yeah. overall, um, obviously, some homages to to previous uh, Doctor reveals, especially. Uh, obviously, the, the Jodie Whittaker with him lifting up the hood and stuff. But, you know, um, I think we need to stop bigging up YouTubers now before people start thinking with a Doctor Who community show. Uh, I think um, Rob Ritchie won uh, the internet for today. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, that was good. That that was that was good. But, um, the, but Rory Stewart announcing himself as uh, the new 10 Downing Street press secretary, I think, won it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I, I, there's been so many good memes today. Good, I mean, I almost tweeted something, but I did. I, I it was going to be. I didn't know if it was slightly insensitive. It would. It would make us in the chat laugh. But I don't know whether if I tweeted it, I was going to say something like, "I woke up this morning and my legs worked," but then I don't know if people would be like. Yeah, I, I think what I've liked about today is actually most of the jokes that I've seen have actually been pretty harmless. The problem is that you do. Like, if you're doing April Fool's jokes about pretending to come out or pretending to be pregnant or disability or anything like that, then you are going to upset somebody by doing that. Um, yep. You know, th- th- and there are so many harmless jokes that you can make on April Fool's Day. You don't need to go there. Um, you nope. know, you wouldn't, if you wouldn't, um, if you'd be a cunt for doing it any other day, then you'd be a cunt for doing it today. Yeah, I didn't say it in one of our recent podcasts, so I've got it in twice in the first 10 minutes here. That's all right. If you're playing your drum bingo, get ready for a Reese Jenkins reference and uh, something else to happen later on in the show, Um, because there will be one at some point, most likely, if he can fit one in. Um, He's thinking thinking about it. (laughs) We all all know that Reese Jenkins struggles, poor, poor boy, but... Just say, just uh, just so everyone listening, Reese Jenkins is a friend of ours, so we, you know it's all good. John, look, this week we're going to be talking about time flight. You can tell that we're talking about time flight because John's brought up the wine. Um, he's not on yes, the. I, I'm, I'm in. I'm in first class. I have, I have the doctor and a rather, um, a, a rather curious looking Keith Drinkle sat behind me. Um, yeah. And, and so yeah, I'm 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 in business class. I I have my wine. And you know, I've, I've I've got my sort of jumper zipped up to my neck. As, as, as me too. Me too. Actually, as, as, as it's a bit nippy back here in 140 million BC. Um, it's it's around just the nippy here. The, uh, around the time of the uh, birth of Reese Jenkins' girlfriend. <laughs> get that bingo card dotted down. Um, yeah, it was coming. Yeah. Well, unlike, yeah. Um, um, un, 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 unlike Reese Jenkins. <laughs> anyway, Owen, to you. Obviously, last time you were on the show. Yeah, I get around to listening to these. I mean, shit. 
Um, I, I mean, you're not from Reese Jenkins. What's he going to do? Try and fight you? Um, it'd be like, you know, just hand on the forehead and then hold him. You could, you, I think you could, I think you could, you know, obviously not beat him up, but you, you, you could, be, uh, be, you could hold him back with your pinky. He'd just be swinging away like Scrappy Doo. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, last time we did a, we, we had a, a, a three person podcast. It was uh, bef- the week before Comic Con. Which is weird to think there was that long ago that we watched uh, Mind of Evil. It was the night before I left. Well, I think the night, the penultimate night before I left, we watched Mind of Evil. Now we're here. Sorry for the long gap. Also, we'll announce as well. I'll say this at the end of the show as well. Next week, we're taking a week off. There will be no podcast next week because we did two podcasts one week. I need a break. Um, and it still means that the 100th episode will be the first week of May, which it was always going to be. So that puts the schedule back in kind Ooh, of luck. So, what, so, so, what's, so what's your schedule after the week off, Alex? Uh, we need, uh, I want to try and fit Endgame in there if possible. And then there's, some, there's something else. That's a good way to do that, though, because that'll be like Easter week. So people should probably have some availability around then to, to get people together. So there we go. There's a lot of things coming up on the show. Um, as well, there will be individual reviews of Moon Knight happening from next week. I just couldn't do it this week because, again, I've been ill and it would sound horrible. So hopefully by next week, I'll be fighting fit and I can do proper stuff. But yeah, let's get into let's get into time flight. There's no real news to talk about this week, to be honest. Nothing's really happened. Um, I don't think. No, nothing major in the Doctor Who. You know, we got a release date for the Sea Devils episode, which is Easter Sunday, which I suppose isn't a massive shock, but it's always nice to get confirmation. We had a lovely DWN cover for the for the subscribers. Beautiful, beautiful. Twitter have uh, tweeted out a uh, Jolly Roger. Um, yeah, um, is it a sign? Who knows? Obviously, as well, before episode 100, I think that that will be out. So that will be an episode as well. So that might be oh, the yeah. last. That might we have to do a little review of that, won't we? There might be that might be it. So it might be Endgame. That, and I think we're there. There might be one more to do. Wow. Um, and then we're there. It's 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 a good time for the show. So yeah, next week there'll still obviously there'll be the Moon Knight review coming up. There'll be a video, but it's going to be a long form podcast. But John, I hand it over to you. Give us your breakdown of time flight. And before you start, I shall mute myself just so I don't interrupt you again. Yeah, cheap bastard. Okay, so um, I might have to refer to Wikipedia for this because I've I've seen this like half a dozen times, but. I, I never entirely get it. Um, okay, so uh, the fifth Doctor story, uh, Time Flight, the last story, seventh story of season 19, which is Peter Davison's inaugural season as the Doctor. Um, so we kick off uh, at Heathrow Airport with a Concorde, which uh, goes missing mid-flight. Um, literally, it's on radio control. And then it's not. Um, we then flip over to the TARDIS where the Doctor, Tegan and Nyssa are still mourning a recently departed Adric. Yes, isn't it so sad Adric isn't here? Um, you know, so there's that. Um, it's quite emotional. And Nyssa kind of says to the Doctor, well, can't you go back and pick him up? And the Doctor's like, Oh no, because it had changed your history and it's a fixed point of time. And he was a bit of an annoying little prick anyway. 
Um, so we're not going to do that. Good job, Owen's muted because he's now laughing. Um, so they arrive at Heathrow and they learn that uh, one of the Concords has mysteriously vanished uh, just before landing. Um, so the doctor decides that the way to sort this out is to get another Concord and follow through the kind of time warp that has sucked the Concord away. And so they join by a captain and his crew um, that go follow the same landing path with the TARDIS on board. And it's quite a cool little bit where the TARDIS is on its side and the doctor goes through the door and kind of slaps the TARDIS and it goes the right way up. And Nissa says, oh, I wish I'd known how to do that on Castrovalva, which is a nice little back reference to when the TARDIS is like on its side in Castrovalva. Um, this, is, this is a really good season actually for like arc and linear references and stuff. It, I, I, it, it, it's Davison's best season by some time in spite of the fact that this story's in it. Um, so they appear to land in Heathrow, but the doctor realizes that they're under some sort of perception filter. Um, and that actually they've gone through a time corridor to 140 million years in the past. Um, and that it's like a kind of psychokinetic field that's giving them the impression of Heathrow, but the doctor encourages people to ignore that and they can see that they're in prehistoric times. Uh, so they find the crew and the passengers of the other Concorde who all think that they're still at Heathrow. Um, and they seem to be working under the um, under some sort of slavery or power. Um, there's a creature called the plasmavores, which are like a kind of protein type thing that keeps guard over them. Um, and it's it yeah, it's it's a bit a bit strange. Um, so there's one passenger called Professor Hater, who's played by Nigel Stock, um, who's clever enough to have seen through it all. Um, to be fair. The illusion isn't very good. It all looks a bit rubbish. So how the rest of them couldn't see through, I don't know. Um, and so he lets the doctor know that they've actually been forced to work for the mystic Khalid um, in order to break into a central chamber at the nearby Citadel. Um, the doctor goes off to see Khalid. Uh, there's a reason that I keep saying it like that. Um, we'll get to that later. Um, whilst the captain and hater attempt to sort of break the others out of their spell um and nissa is able to enter the sort of central chamber freely because she's got like psychometric abilities um it's always helpful being a bit of an alien uh whereas tegan just sort of stands around and, and uh, is a bit gobby because it's always helpful being an australian um and so anyway they go to find the power source the psychometric field um, it's briefly interrupted and Carly's disguise sort of flickers away and he's revealed to be the master ha, 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 in one of sort of Anthony Ainley's um, various anagrammatical appearances. You know, this is one of the ones where they mix up his name a little bit and call him something else on the credit so that you don't realise that it's the fucking master again. Um, in all, I mean, they do other things to kind of disguise him as well, which are a bit, a little bit less fortunate that we'll um, that we'll come across. Uh, so the master explains that he's stuck there because his TARDIS is basically fucked, a bit kaput, um, and that he needs to repair it by acquiring the power source in the Citadel, um, and he created the Con Corridor to obtain human slaves. Um, why exactly that had to go back to sort of Heathrow 1980, whatever, why you couldn't get slaves from any other time, I don't know. Um, but I guess it 
helpful if they all come along in a great big supersonic jumbo jet, doesn't it? Um, and so, yeah, he's got the slaves to help him break it open. But now that he's got the Doctor's TARDIS in his possession, um, he goes off in the TARDIS because he thinks he can just materialise inside and sort it all out, which makes the first bit of the plan completely useless. You know, why wouldn't you just send out like an SOS signal and, a, and draw the Doctor in that way? Uh, so he finds the doctor finds a few minutes of finally broken through the chamber. As you can tell, I am reading this from Wikipedia because I'm that fucking bored by it. Um, <laughs> and he soon joins Mr. Antigone inside. Uh, they find that the power source is a uh, intelligence of numerous Xerophim, um, who are kind of a funky looking alien. Um, their ship had crashed there a few years ago um, when Bree Jenkins' girlfriend's mother was born. Um, and uh, was able to survive against like high radiation levels, etc. Um, and so they agree to help the doctor initially, uh, but then when the master turns up, they kind of split off a little bit. And some of them want to help the doctor, some of them want to fight against the doctor. Um, and so you get like one of the worst cliffhangers in the history of Doctor Who at the end of episode three, where it's like, oh no, the Zerubim are flitting. What does it mean, Doctor? It means the master's finally defeated me. Oh, God, and mug shots of camera. Um, sorry, as you can tell, I really like this one. Um, uh, but the master's unable to materialize the Doctor's TARDIS inside the chamber, uh, and instead he uses it to create an induction loop, um, which I always thought was something you put on a telephone so you could hear for a hearing aid, because um, it is, um, to, to transfer the out to the TARDIS. Uh, on returning to the TARDIS, he finds that uh, the captain and Hater have taken some of the key circuitry in their attempt to free the others, and he attempts to scavenge those parts from the Doctor's TARDIS. Uh, Doctor proposes a truce, providing the spare parts, including a temporal limit limiter, to repair the Master's TARDIS in exchange for dropping a psychokinetic field. The Master agrees and quickly dematerializes when the TARDIS is ready. Um, the Doctor rushes everybody into his own freed one, and uh, as long as the, along with the free humans on board the Concorde, and then he uses the TARDIS to bring everybody back to present-day Heathrow. Um, he then reveals that he programmed the limiter to have like a delay on it, so that the Master arrives after they do, and so he's able to prevent the Master's TARDIS from rematerializing, and instead um, it goes back to the Therapian's home planet. Um, so the Doctor says to everybody, and then goes, oh, where's Tegan? Um, and then it's a bit confusing because he goes back outside and uh, says goodbye to everybody again and then takes off again. And it turns out they've left Tegan behind. And in spite of the fact that for the entire season, Tegan has been complaining that she wants to go back to modern day Earth and to be taken to Heathrow. Now that she's left the Heathrow, she's a little bit pissed off about it because there's no pleasing some people. Thank you very much for that, John. I really, really appreciate that. That was the most difficult one you've had to do. Yeah. Um, you've had to, I think you've had to do, we've, we've done like six partners before and that was still more difficult because at least they were engaging. Um, yeah, but, but yeah, there have been six partners that I've liked. Uh, yeah, so time flight. I'm going to start, no preamble. It's shit. Um, it is one of the worst Doctor Who stories I've seen and that is not... That is not me like overreacting and taking the piss. That is me saying how it is. It's dreadful. Well, even worse than Time Lash. 
this no is it i quite i found time lash funny because it was bad this one's just boring and racist i mean i'm going to be a little bit of a dissenting voice on this because it's the fifth or sixth time i've seen time lash uh, time flight now why and and actually for the first time tonight i don't know what it was but the first time i get it you know the concept of sending a concord back to prehistoric times is high fantasy you know and (laughs) they're doing the best that they can with like the kind of effects that they've got um in the xerophim and the plasma voyage you've actually got a couple of really decent human races I really like the connection between Davison and Ainley. You know, for me, this is kind of like, it's very much maligned. I don't think he deserves it. Yeah, it's not a perfect 10 out of 10, but this is a solid 7 or 8 out of 10 story for me. I really, really like it. April Fool's! <laughs> I'm waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. It's, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to, sorry, Sparky, I've made him jump. I wouldn't go so far as to say it's the worst I've ever seen. Um, there's maybe about 20 stories that are, that are the worst, because I, I, I do find things to enjoy in this. Actually, you know, you do have that relationship between Ainley and Davison, and, like, Davison, Nissa and Tegan work very well as a team. It's got some nice ideas in it. Um, I mean, as to is it as bad as Time Lash? I don't think it's quite as good as Time Lash because Time Lash has got Paul Darrow. And, you know, even when he's chewing the fucking scenery, Paul Darrow is, 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 is brilliant. Well, yeah, that's, that, that was what I was going to say, actually. You, you kind of, you can't be kind of, the, I was going to say the one thing that Time Lash has, which this doesn't, is it's got a good side cast. It's got a decent bunch of characters. This, I don't like any of the characters. All the actors are basically shit. Like, I'll, I'll take you through some I mean, examples. You, you, oh, hang on, hang on. I'm just saying, you do realise that one of those actors that you just called shit is Michael Cashman, a.k.a. Lord Cashman. Don't care. One of what one of the sort of premier um, gay rights ambassadors of the 1980s. Oh, no, I feel um, bad. And now a sort of, you know, um, first person to play a gay character in a mainstream British oh. soap opera. Oh, God. Um, when he played Colin in EastEnders in the mid-1980s. Um a very much a staunch European, very much campaigned against Brexit, very much on the right side of politics. Good. Okay. Seems like a right. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, right. yeah. I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's shit in this. Oh, thank but... fuck for that. <laughs> don't do that to me. I'm not... Let's be honest, right? There. I'm going to take you through some examples of how bad the characters are written in this, right? And how kind of bad and how inconsequential. They are to to this story. So my biggest one is one at the end, actually. So there's a big part of this of oh, all the passengers have gone missing. Where are they hiding? Turns out they're in the masters. Tie us along. The, the, the masters like, oh, I'll set them free. And they just walk out. They're not bothered by this. They don't give a fuck. They don't like they just walk out and they're like, oh, look at this. What's going on? It's like, sorry. Huh? What? Like, they're just like. I think I saw an old lady look around a bit kind of confused, but she just like, if that was, if I had said she'd been kidnapped and put in some, some form of spaceship, I wouldn't just walk out and be like, oh, okay. 
Yeah, and the next one even does like little jokey, like, you know, apologies for the delay to your flight and stuff like that, doesn't it? That was shit as well. That was so, sh- because as well, they're writing it, it's like, oh, this is a big moment to finally be their air hostess. And, but, but the issue is because you've sat there an hour and a half of time flight by this point, you don't give a shit. You're just like, oh, fucking hell. Um, and now I, at the start, I, I think I'm going to go through all my little nitpicks of the story to make it possible. So that's just, just in an airport at the start. And he goes, just call unit. I thought not everyone knew about unit. So the fact that these people could just call unit and be like, yo, the doc's here. Right. OK. Yeah, airports are pretty classified places. Um, so the security level of an airport. They they probably would have like a code word for unit or something like that. So that's I mean I would say I get what you mean, but like airports are like along with nuclear power stations and government buildings, airports are probably the most classified places in the country. There we go. That still doesn't dispute the fact that this episode makes no sense in the context of Doctor Who anyway. Um, the, the doctor can't be asked to move the TARDIS like 10 metres so it's out the way of a fucking Concorde okay, cool, whatever the fact that he's just like, oh no you can't go in the TARDIS oh just to go call unit, they go in the TARDIS anyway, the fact that they go on a plane and then they're like, oh no, we've moved in time oh no, we haven't, oh no the fact there's a racist villain, but that's definitely not the master for the 700th time. Oh, no. The fact that all the characters are essentially dickheads. Like those three pilot blokes, they're all cunts. You don't like any of them. They're all like, oh, we're in it for ourselves. But actually, we quite like the Doctor. No, we're in it for ourselves again. Oh, no, we like the Doctor. Sorry, pick a fucking side. The fact that this is used as a fucking kind of like... She's used as a sort of host body for this creature thing, which you don't really know if it's like good or not, because essentially it almost kills her and teleports her away. So she's gone. Then they take her over again and almost kill her. And then the old man's like, actually, no, do you know what? I want to die in the pursuit of knowledge. Sorry. What? I want to become more knowledgeable, but I'll die for it. Oh, oh, Alex Kingdom, that rant is cookworthy. I have taught you well. And then... And then he dies, but doesn't die. And he's like a spirit or something in the TARDIS. And I mean, what? How? Why? How do, how do they know how to fly the TARDIS? I'm so confused by this. And then there's like two different races of this thing. And they're like, oh, no, we're a tribunal. I'm going to get more of my side in so we can beat your side. Like it's a game of fucking Pokemon. And then they're like, oh, no, we can help the other side by using psychopathic links. What? How? How do we get here? Like, who who decided to put this pen to paper? Who who? Excuse me for using the name. Of this who cooked this up and went? Yep, that's great. We'll do that. This looks absolutely amazing. Sorry, this makes no fucking sense. It's fucking boring. And the only good thing about it is Peter fucking Davison. And even then, you can tell he didn't even fucking enjoy it either. My but anyway, if you don't watch this, watch Visitation. It's ten times fucking better. Uh, Peter Grimwide. Uh, Fuck Peter Grimwade. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Wow. Alex Alex Kingdom has left the building. Mic drop. 
The only thing that's good about this is the fact that actually on the Blu-ray, the outside scene shot on film look incredible and it genuinely looks quite nice. Yeah, the actual... some of the exterior shots and then you've got some of the shots that where they're inside Heathrow Airport as well and the, the picture quality is fucking amazing. Yeah, but yeah. At, the same, at the same time, some of the studio shots that are shot, shot yeah, outside them. look absolutely awful. Yeah. Really jar. And, you know, I say that as somebody who is fucking blind. And even I can sit there and go, well, they're not casting any shadows. They're clearly not outside. It's, 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 all, it's awful. Yeah. So, yes, I'm sorry. This is going to be negative. Not enough. Well, it could be in a fun way. But for me, this is one of those Dr. Herb says, I'm going to say it. There is next to no redeeming qualities. And I mean that. And I'm sorry. But I'm, like, I'm, like, I'm for the most part, I like I there's something every Doctor Who story I go yeah that's really good in this not one thing there was not one moment where I wasn't on my phone or wanting to go on my phone and being like what the fuck well let's let's talk about the Tegan thing right because I mean what what I would say is one of the questions that always comes up from time to time is what is the biggest difference in quality between two consecutive Doctor Who stories I think that there is a very good argument that going from Earthshock to this is the biggest drop in quality that you uh, have in the history I've got, of Doctor Who. I've got fucking whiplash. Um, I didn't uh, even watch Earthshock today. It's it's either that or um, it takes you away to the Battle of Ranskor of Kolos. That's another uh, one. Funny enough, I was just going to mention that it's it's like the Battle of Ranskor. Arrow, you fucking say it's like that all over again. It, it just <laughs> flops at the end of the fucking series. Or, or, or if you're Alex Kingdom, it's like Journey's End to, to the next Doctor. I don't like the next Doctor. It's really bad. But at I, least it's got. I would disagree. I like, okay, just what, just what, to what, say, what, what, what came before In the Forest of the Night was it Flatline? Uh, yeah, because that's another one. Flatline to In the Forest of the Night is a massive drop. Uh, or the, or have heaven sent to hell bent? I don't mind hell bent. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I, I like both of them. Well, believe it or not, guys, there might be a wink wink nudge nudge. We might be talking about this in a few weeks' time. So we'll, we'll find out. There could be some bits where it's like this and we'll have a discussion about all things who wink wink. Cook, I can't, I can't wink. Cook versus Marshall this time. I can't, I can't wink. So, yes, yeah, Cook yeah, versus I'm, Marshall. I, I, I'm going to keep teasing it just with Cook versus Marshall. Cook. That's all you need to know, people. But, you know, I might even, like, at the end of this podcast, I might even cut a wrestling-style promo to camera aimed at Reese Marshall. I'll fucking do one towards Peter Grimwood at this point. Um, is Peter Grimwood... I feel bad. Is he still, is he still, still alive? I don't want to. Is he still? I don't want to do a promo on a dead man. Allow me, allow me to check. <laughs> we, yeah, allow me to check this because we got into this with Giant Gonzalez. Who did a book Giant Gonzalez? It's like when the guy in Saudi Arabia wanted to book Yoko right, Zuna okay, for um, the greatest um, film. I mean, literally, the first three words of his bio on Wikipedia: Peter Grimwade was. Oh, oh there you go. Oh, well, rest in peace. I don't, you know, he's done some good who, right? This just isn't one of them. You get to mention in the Robots of Death because um, they they rename, um, yeah, it died in 1990, leukemia. 
Uh, yeah, they were, oh. one of the names for robophobia is Grimwade syndrome. Um, they, they, they name it after Peter Grimwade because the uh, robots used to creep him out. There we go. Um, yeah, I think he's done some good who. This isn't one of them. I will not be cutting a promo on a dead man because I'm not CM Punk like he did with Paul Bearer. But that was a great promo anyway. But not about wrestling. We talked about it last week and the week before that. Yeah, right. We'll I want to talk about, about this first. On Monday or Tuesday. We'll be talking about it again tomorrow. So uh, get yeah. excited. Um, and hopefully by then I'll feel a bit better because it'll be three days time. So Yeah, I mean, you are, you do sound... Uh, you. Yeah, you do sound rough, Alex. You sound like a man who stayed up till four o'clock two nights to watch WrestleMania. Yes, I'll probably be up tonight as well watching the bloody Hall of Fame. So it'll be three. Because um, it's Taker, isn't it? It's the big one. Yeah. May he rest in peace. Yes. Not literally. Not literally. Um, but yeah, right, I want to talk about something. Right? I understand that this is, this is the old format of television. But one thing, like John has said, is there's good normally consistency, even within the classic series, of certain things carrying over a Doctor Who and things from other episodes being consequential in future episodes. Adric's death. Look, I know Adric's a companion that I personally don't like. The fact they kind of brush him under the rug in two minutes in this is bollocks. And I'm sorry, but there have been so many brilliant... Examples in the classic era of companions dying or leaving and there being, you know, ri- ripples that affect the future stories. This time, he's like, oh, no, we can't save Adric. And then Tegan goes from caring to going, oh, all right, then. Yeah. They literally yeah. just chuck him under a bus. Yeah, I mean, oh, I... I, 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 mm. <laughs> I, I, it really baffles me. And if there wasn't a precedent before, and I could even talk about a few if you need me to, but if there wasn't a precedent before of of, of companion exits, master, you know, ma- you know, making a difference in, in classic Who, I will go. Do you know what? It's classic era. Television just wasn't that way. But it's so baffling, especially what, what the like, it's the first companion death, and it's swept under the rug in two minutes for time flight. Jesus Christ, when you put that in context, like, oh God, I've thought of another one as well, John. I don't know if you agree with me. Well, but, but by the way, mate, before we get emails, um, it's depending on your context, it's a second or third companion death. Uh, we Katrina and Sarah Kingdom in, um, mm. in, in um, the Daleks Master Plan. That is one of the best screenshots I've made in all fucking time. <laughs> Um, I'll, go a bit, I'll put that up. I'll edit it in. That's a brilliant picture of me. That should, be, that, should be, that should be your new thumbnail for. Uh, that should be your new thumbnail for the podcast. No, I'm not getting rid of Evan's artwork just yet. Um, he did oh, a lot of effort. Oh, you should at least use. You should at least tweet use it when you tweet should, out this episode. Should it be my Twitter AVI? Should I get rid of Jody for a few days? No, it's that. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah. I thought of another one, by the way. And obviously, it's an, this could actually be like a podcast debate or format at some point, but Keza Dazani to Twin Dilemma. Oh, yeah. Yeah, fair mm. point, well made. Um, but yeah, I just, it, this episode really baffles me because it seems that obviously they knew they had a good one with their shock. Um, and they went, this is great. This does a good story. But they just seem to not give a fuck about this. Like character development, and this is terrible. Tegan's character development for my good. I've always wanted to go out. Why are we not in bloody Heathrow, Doc? I can't do an Australian accent. Why are we not in Heathrow, Doctor? Come on, get back to fucking Heathrow. I want to be an air hostess. She becomes one. Oh, I don't actually want to do it no more. I want to be with you. 
But also, it's not like she just had a good, fun adventure. She almost died like three times. And there wasn't really a moment where she to enjoy herself. So it comes out of fucking nowhere. Um, it just... Genesis, Genesis of the Daleks, the Revenge of the Cybermen. Oh, God. And um, Androids of Tara to Power of Kroll. I've not seen... I've only seen Stones of Blood. Revenge of the Cybermen. There we go. We're weirdo. It's gonna John, John watch it now. It's gonna come out fucking weird, isn't it? Um, but yeah, I just this episode, I don't like it, and I don't really know how to dissect it because I don't really know what happens. So the master's gone back because of this rage that has some kind of thing that he can use for Tyrone and stuff, again more power, which is in all every master plot. He yeah. wants more power. Well, basically, his Tardis is fucked, and he used to think he's say Tardis. However, however, like like John said, why, why here? Well, I understand you could you could say that, and you can go, well, that's any TV episode. But also, the place is fucking demolished. It's not. It doesn't seem like a great place to gain your power. Here's the thing, though, right? Obviously, like comedian circuit in the Masters Tardis works. Yeah. Why the fuck is he in prehistoric times, disguised as a Roman column? Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Again, what attention to the tree or something, or a big rock. Yeah, a big rock would be about right. So I, I think even like landing as a tree, you know, there's there's not really any a plant life around. I think at that time. But yeah, uh, Anthony Ainley's not doing a good job here, and it's not his fault. He has no material. To- do anything with he's so boring he's I mean, unca- he's uncharismatic i mean he's got material to deal with it's just very very dodgy and i mean we do have to well, we do have to address that yeah um all jokes aside quickly we'll take a break to talk about the fact that this episode decides to put what? the master what the fuck decides to take the master who of course is a bad guy but they just had to take him and disguise him in let's say a not so savory disguise. Yeah, I mean it's like let's just turn him into a sort of oriental mystic cliche and have him talk in a funny voice and say and mutter lots and lots of strange things and put weird makeup on it. And you know it, it's not. Like, for me, it's not even the fact it's a white guy dressed as somebody that isn't white. You know, because actually, if you watch something like Talons of Wayne Chiang and you watch John Bennett's performance in Talons of Wayne Chiang, he gives one of the most nuanced and careful performances that you get from a guest villain in Doctor Who. It can be done in spite of that. But this is just fucking wrong on every level. Yep. Like, yep. you know, who sat there and went, oh, yeah, let's make Ainley Asian. I, I, do you know what? I wish I was sat in on that pitch meeting just to hear, hear it. Do you know what I mean? Just to hear it and be like... Yeah. Anthony, we want you to play him as... Sort of Chinese with a cold. What? what? <laughs> we, 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 we ends up with him passing out and other 
just, what, you know, just his nose just streaming this green ooze at the end. What, what, dear boy? Yes, yes, we know you've done the master a few times, but like three times already. We need to shake it up a little bit. You're going to play him Chinese with a cold. <laughs> Yeah. But it's um, 1982. Are you sure people won't be offended? No, no. Be fine. Nobody's ever going to watch this again. Um, yeah. Especially after seeing this. Um, I ain't going to watch it again. You're not going to make me. Um, uh, also, Kevin Parrott, go fuck yourself. Because before I started watching this, you said there's nothing wrong with Time Flight. It's all right. Obviously, John corrected you um, and showed it you does, that there is... It, it, yeah, it, no, it does have some very good fans. Um, one or two dear friends of ours are big fans of Time Flight. I'm not going to out them here, but um, one or two good friends of ours who are big Peter Davison fans are very big fans of Time Flight. I, I, I love Peter Davison. He's my third favourite Doctor. I'll say that to the end of the year. Um, I'm like, you could, I'm not going to stop it. If anyone does enjoy this, I'm not going to say you're wrong for enjoying this. I'll say that Ken Parrott's wrong. There's nothing wrong with it. But if he enjoys it, then good for him. Um, but, you know. Um, Kevin just, Parrott enjoys a lot of things that probably aren't he, very good for you. Oh, God. Um, Anybody else in this chat you want me to cut off? <laughs> you, you, you can do it to whoever you like. Um, but, yeah, just. Yeah, except for beef. I'm not going to do it to beef because beef yeah, is Beef, beef, would slay, beef would slay me. Yeah. Beef, beef was like you would get... Beef is the only person that could burn you more than you could burn anybody else. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that'd literally be like... That'd be biting off more than I could chew. But, yeah, I just... It's hard to really break the story down because I sort of... It's sort of weird. I watched it and I remember it being shit but I don't really, nothing happened. It was a bunch of nothing. Part one, they get on a plane. It's like, all right, here we go. We're flying away. Cool. Episode two, oh, no, we're on this planet. And this just turns into bubbles and disappears. Okay. And then there's a great bit of sexism where um, Tegan's like, oh, no, I can't go with you. The man will be better with you. It's like, great. Uh, I basically thought, oh, what can we do as, you know, the final story of the season? And then they go, okay, let's have a look in the drawer of um, shit uh, space-filling uh, stories and go, oh, well, let's just do that one. Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Also, season 10, I, I, I love season 19, like John said, it's probably Davidson's best. It's definitely not 20, but 21 is pretty good. I really like Frontios. Um, which I'm, 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 I'm a big fan of Warriors of the Deep. <laughs> I, I bet you are. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. It it should have ended with Earthshock. This shouldn't be a thing. Um, yeah, it's worse. Be... It's worse than Fort of Doomsday, and I'm not. I don't like that one. Yeah, would you say it's worse than Kinder? Yes. Given, given that your reaction to Kinder has become like the biggest meme in our group chat now. Yes, because what at least I'm going on. At least, I was at least I was entertained with, with Kinder in some capacity. Whereas this, I watched it. And I always say it's like anybody does who watches media and consumes it. It's always better to have a reaction of, you know, maybe, oh, that was a bit weird and maybe a bit shit. But I felt nothing when watching this because I didn't get it. I didn't know what was going on. I knew it was shit. What the but, fuck is going on? 
was, yeah, was, <laughs> this time, I was literally like, what the fuck is going on? Not because, uh, there you go, I said, I'll get that on the T-shirt. Um, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. I just feel like everyone doesn't care about the script. Not None of the actors are doing a great job. None of the side characters are memorable. The villains aren't, well, the villain's not memorable. He is memorable, but not for the right reasons. Um, yeah, anything you want, anything, anything you guys want to say? I mean, it's, I'm, I'm somebody who always tries to look at things in context and not to judge things by like the standards of today um but this wasn't made in the 1970s this was made in 1982 by 1982 everybody knew that there were certain things you didn't do on tv the black and white minstrel show had been cancelled ain't our fault might have been cancelled you didn't do shit like this and it's like why the fuck? Um, the, the, there's the thing is, there's the genesis of a good story in here. You know, there is the genesis of a good story in here. You know, a a a, a Concorde being transported back to prehistoric times, full of passengers. Yeah, you could tell a really good story with that. Mm. Um, you know, the first way, the first thing to do would be not to send the doctor straight after them and to leave it like, or, or to have them arrive maybe six months after that first Concord and then see how those passengers and crew had survived for that period of time. You know, or, or you could even tie it into something like the face of evil. You know, there's so much that you could do with it. And I think that's the problem with me for this. It has the potential in its idea to be a really good story. And it's just shit. And the, only things, the, the only things that save it for me are Davison, Sutton and Fielding. I mean, you're normally the most positive out of the three of us in terms of this. I don't think I've ever seen you really shit on that many episodes, if ever. Um, but um, surely, surely you can't defend this. Don't tell he, me. Of course, of course he doesn't. He, he's got to sell I mean, I think previously I've said that, you know, oh, you know, I don't mind time for that, you know, do, 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 do. But after having a rewatch and I think, it's not actually as good as I remember it. I don't even oh, know what God. I was thinking at the time last time I watched it. Um, because, yeah, I mean, every point that yourself and John have said, you know, you're not wrong. Um, and, yeah, I, you know, looking back and, and watching this again, it's just like, yeah, it, it's, it's dog shit. That's what it is. Um, yes, yes. All right, um, I'm, and, I'm, and it's up there with Time Lash. Yes. Now, I'm going to say this because this was a scene that really confused me. And like Johnson, it leads to one of the worst, if not the worst, cliffhanger in classic Doctor Who. Part three. Two of these aliens from this planet, I can't remember what they're fucking called. John, you had the name the, up. The Xerophon. They, they present themselves to the Doctor, uh, uh, you know, Tegan and Nissa, and they're like, oh, do it this way. But another one shows up, he's like, no, do it this way. And so then they get in a debate and this uh, is like, oh, this is what's going on. They're discussing this. Who wins will we'll control all of them or whatever. So then what happens is the good one starts to win. So the bad one then brings more of its buddies along to help. And then 
for some reason, the Doctor, Nissa and Tegan can help it with their minds. I was watching, I was like, what's actually going on? Mm. It makes no sense, unless you can make sense of it for me. Essentially, these two, these obviously we've heard about these aliens, we've seen them a little bit, but these two new aliens, essentially, can, they have a political debate, and then one of them turns into Donald Trump's like, I'm going to be my friends, I did not lose, fake news, I win. Um, that's my Donald Trump impression. And he brought his mates along to come up and win the fight. And so the doctor is going to have to just use their mind. In the... the master has finally defeated me. Yes. The, the, the thing where um, Nissa and Tegan and the doctor have to put their hands over this. Um, I mean, it, it looks like a christening font um, to try and sort of like telepathically communicate with the the rest of the 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 Zeraphin to basically say you know you you're not needed here fuck off um you know yeah i don't know it's weird but also the the thing with um oh what's the the scientist's name of a hater yeah um and he's basically become part of the Xerophine, which has then made him telepathic, which then makes him do this whole projection thing on the top. It, oh, I don't know. The, the whole concept is just fucked. Yeah. It's just like, it, it, it really fucks with your mind. Agreed. John, really is it badly done. Is there anything else you want to say on this? Because I know it's going to be a short podcast, but we could sit here all day and tour this to shreds. Um, like, we could... I don't want to. I mean, I genuinely believe that our regulars do the best with what they've got, but they've got so little to do here. Mm. Um, it's nice that they kind of end the season on a cliffhanger with Tegan being left behind, which obviously we don't get to see how that's resolved until Arkham Infinity. Um, you know, so that's a nice little touch. Um, but It's just disappointing. Mm. You know, it, it's 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 badly written. It's generally badly performed. The production on it is toilet. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it, it's it's. It's not quite the bottom of the barrel, but it's getting there. Yeah, the only good uh, thing about it is just having Concord in it. I mean, who doesn't like Concord? Yeah, I mean, I like it a lot less having watched this. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I just, I have. I just, I, I've never felt like watching a Doctor History ever, and it's just up there for me. With uh, let's talk to go. What is that? The Italian Lash, Sleep No More. Episodes like that. I know you're a Capaldi fan, John, so but we haven't done it anymore yet, so we won't talk about it. But yeah, um, I can't wait to do scores in the doors. Let's go. Who wants to go first this week? I'm going to go last. Um, trying to think. I'm, I think I'm about a three or a four on this. Uh, it, it's not the worst out there, but it's really not good. I'll give it a four. I'll give it a zero point five. 
I seriously, I genuinely, without hyperbole, have no intention of rewatching this. I can respect that. Like I can respect that. Mm. Um, like I said, the only thing I it's like John said, the only thing I slightly like in it is the regulars. But as John said, they don't really have any much greater stuff to do. So it's really tricky when your regulars are doing a good job. But yeah, so there we go. Those are our scores on the doors. But guys. Shall we spin the wheel of wheeliness and see? I need our oh, we need permission screen sharing. Um, oh, we've, ooh, we've, ooh. We've, spin we've the wheel, up. make the deal. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Obviously, next month's episode will be Vincent and the Doctor. So, uh, literally, I don't mean to spoil it for anyone, but I think all of us could say the antithesis of, of, of yeah. quality. I mean, I mean, in terms of you know, going from Mind of Evil to this is the biggest downward jump in um. In, in the timeless podcast history, from this to Vincent and the Doctor will be the biggest upward jump. Yes, absolutely. Um, here we go. Those uh, time flight fans, you know, next time you see us, uh, don't come at us with you know brandishing your pitchfork. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Spin the wheel. Can I mute the wheel because the wheel makes a really annoying noise. Yeah. Hang on, I need to zoom out. I'm going to get some weird ads, but I need to find the mute button for the wheel. Where is it? Does it not have one anymore? Right, we'll go, the we'll wheel, go. make the deal. Hang on, let me zoom it in again. Sorry, we'll edit this out. It's going to mute the wheel. The wheel. Da-da-do, the wheel. Cool, here we go. You ready? In the wheel, make the deal. What is it? What doctor I thought it was going to be. I didn't want to. Okay. 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 Back to back, Matt Smith. So should we should we do what we did last time and push that back one? Because back to backs are normally not a thing people like. But I mean, that would mean we're then three months in advance, wouldn't it? Do it anyway. We can do it. Or do you want to just? I do because I know listeners don't like back to backs. They they like okay. Well, we'll 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 spin again then. All right. So, name of the doctor might be and it might not, but we don't like back to backs. Nothing. All right. Please, not a back smith episode. Give us something new. Give us Eccleston or give us Eccleston. Okay. There's a doctor we haven't had yet. Yeah. Oh, okay. We haven't picked up either. Okay. Yes. Yes. I love a Davros story. And the, I the, think the, 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 the Magician's Apprentice, which is familiar from the very underrated series nine. Mm-hmm. So this is what we'll do. Name the Doctor. We'll forget that was spun because we can just use that later on. But so yeah, next month will be Vince and the Doctor. Then it will be Witches for the uh, uh, the British for the. I know there's going to be differing ones on that because I think that story is toilet. But I know these two quite like it, so that's going to be fun. Um, maybe a rewatch will help me. It probably won't, but you can go and follow Owen at Doctor Disco sixty three on Twitter, Instagram. And the techie talkies. Uh, you can go check out the Who shop for all your Doctor Who uh, needs. There's everything there. There was also a recent TV spot, if I'm not mistaken, though, which if you want to talk about, you can do. Uh, yeah, so Salvage Hunters, The Restorers, which is on um, the channel called Quest, which is on Freeview, Sky, Virgin, or it's on Discovery Plus, however form you need to watch it. Um, and they have a chap called Tony Gearing who 
for many years has owned the sofas from Robots of Death. Um, now, for what I understand, it was a, a pair of sofas that he just bought. He just thought they looked quirky and it was just something for his kids to sort of like mess about on and whatever. And after all these years, they look fucked. Um, so I he say, I'd, I'd buy those sofas off him, but not if they look fucked. Um, and basically takes it to them to get restored. And then he comes to the Who shop uh, to get a bit of um, information on, on, on the background of the sofas. Uh, and he chats to our Toby. Uh, I'm not in it. Um, so, yeah, I'm not bothered about that, but they didn't need me. Um, but so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good little watch. Um, so, yeah, I recommend that. Um, and also, uh, the Who Shop is now on TikTok. Yes. Have you made any, though? Because you did the first few and then stopped. Uh, I think there's about five now. Um, Can there be one of you dancing inside, please? Can no. We... Yes. No, Owen, no, Owen, no, Owen, no, Owen, no, Owen, Owen, no, Owen, 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 it's not Owen, happening. Owen, 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 Owen. Can I wager you something? Can we... You make me feel like dancing. Right, right, <laughs> right Owen. Right. On the next show, next month, I will come up with something for us to kind of challenge each other on. If you were to lose, you have to uh, you have to uh, make another dancing TikTok inside the Who shop. But there should be forfeits all around, though. Yeah. And whoever loses has to do a forfeit. And on the proviso, oh on the proviso that this wouldn't lose Owen his job. Um, no, no, I'm not going to make you do anything ridiculous inside the Who shop. He just like, has to hit like a whip or a nae or a dab or he can do do like, he can do some TikTok dance, I don't know. Um, it's, working, know can... it's working in the TARDIS. <laughs> oh, oh, no, <laughs> no, not the TARDIS. Oh, Kevin, I Kevin, do that. Kevin, Kevin Parrott would probably <laughs> to see that. Yes, he would. <laughs> give a charity. Uh, but anyway, we shall we shall figure that out next time. You can go follow John at John Boy Cook on Twitter. It's John Boy underscore Cook. I always forget. Underscore. Um, but yes, underscore Cook on everything. You can follow me, Alex King underscore Dom. You can follow the podcast at Times Pod. Said so there'll be no podcast next week, but there will be a video out tomorrow with me and John reviewing WrestleMania and Monday Night Raw, which hasn't happened yet. I hope it was good because. Fucking hell, I need a good weekend, so please be good. And um, then next week, you can expect a review of Moon Knight as well, and then we'll be back with, with, with Endgame, probably. I will try to get as many people there as I can. John will be there, because remember last time it was me and John having to go at people because they weren't there on time after we shifted it around like three times to get everyone there. <laughs> me, and John, me and John were sat there like, where is everyone? <laughs> But yes, we, we will be back and Owen will forget what podcast he's done as he always does. Was I on the Endgame one, Owen? Maybe. We'll find out. Find out in a few weeks' time. And that is um, that is interesting. Um, let's have a look. Uh, sorry about that. There was something going on. Oh, I thought I'd cancelled that. <laughs> My bad. I got excited for a second. Then I was an email me saying your payment's been declined. I thought it was for the box set. I forgot I kept uh, Star Wars, um, the Lego game, on my uh, buying history. So I need to take that off. Okay.
because I need to wait till next week until I get paid. Mind you, downloading on Sunday already for me to play on Tuesday. Ooh, exciting. But yeah, see you guys all for watching. We'll see you guys all soon. Take care. Like, comment, and subscribe. But before you go, go, there's a couple of things to do. I mean, I I said it earlier. I said I was going to do it. Oh, he's going to cut a promo to do it. Five weeks' time, Reach Marshall. You think you're the man? You think you're Gallifrey Forever 97? With your Doctor Who knowledge and your memes and your trailers? You think you know all about who? Well, I'm Gallifrey Forever 98. I'm one more. I'm Gallifrey Forever Forever 90 Infinity. You think you can take your Doctor Who opinions and knowledge and take on me? You think you can come for my boy Pertwee? You had another thing coming, brother. I'm going to lay the smack down on your candy ass and paint the TARDIS bright pink with your blood. Five weeks time, brother. It's all. Don't have nightmares. Do sleep well. Don't be racist, BBC.